Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, dearie to be dear friend. What's up, guys? It's Yaya Diamond. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. I am your host. You know, this day, I, I choose to come on the air a little bit more often than I usually have in the past. I'm excited because there's so many things going on that I just I have to I have to kind of update all the time, every single day. I have something going on, and it's just wow, wow, and wow. So I want to thank you guys again for tuning in on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in North Pole, Florida, as well as, Bomb, as, as, well as sometimes Bomb Baby Radio in New York City. And also, we have our own Roku station, and we also have our own um, radio station coming up. I know I've been saying that for a while. I've been testing out a lot of different platforms, and I want to make sure that the platform that we're going to be on is going to be something that is consistent, that I can do consistently, and that I can actually, you know, do all the things I need to do with it, plus also pay ASCAP, BMI, SESAC, and all the other royalties because I don't believe in stealing from people uh, unless they're on an interview and then they give me the rights to use their song. So today's a special interview with me, Yaya Diamond, and um, I'm hoping that, you know, you guys understand the complexities of going after your goals and your dreams. But today's interview is with me. It's a it's it's simple. It's really really cool. So, if you are to go to Dream Chasers Radio Facebook page, and if you have a question, don't hesitate to ask me. I have had so many questions over the years. Uh, how did you get started? What are you going to be doing in the future? What do you foresee Dream Chasers Radio becoming? Um, and to me, this whole thing is. I think I, I decided a couple of, uh, of shows back to actually focus on Dream Chasers Radio, to actually focus on making this station bigger and doing more things with Dream Chasers Radio. Just like some of our guests that come on and, and get interviewed on the station, and I'm hoping that you guys hear me today. I'm trying to tune in to make sure that I am being heard. So I'm just going to go ahead and you might hear an echo, echo, echo. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that you guys hear me clear. So give me one second and let me listen in on this audio before we go ahead and take our caller. Awesome. Because I did have an issue with sound last night, and I wanted to make sure that we didn't have that issue again today. Um, I'm so excited about our guest that's on the show today. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Uh, my name is Charlene Lauber, 
and um, I am retired. Mhm. Wow, but you're an author. I am. I am. I wrote my autobiography. I am. Wow, and you know, I was reading up on the book and what you went through. I mean, wow. Uh, you know that that touches a lot. Tell us about the book. What is it about? Well, it's a story about domestic violence that began in my childhood. It is a story of survival, uh, my stunted mm. growth, childhood wounds, my emergent in, emergence into reality, and awakening to the truth. Growing up in an environment mm. dominated by extreme drunkenness, unavailable parents, and tra- traumatic events and the continuation of the trauma into my first marriage. Mm, 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 mm. So your inspiration on this book, I mean, was it to help other people or was it Oh, absolutely. You? Absolutely, yes. Yes, I would say if anyone is struggling with domestic violence, this book will give you an insight into ways to find peace within. Mm-hmm. Wow. When, when did you start writing this book, though? I mean, you've gone through a lot. Yeah. I, I began writing it in 2005. Um, mm. I retired just to do that. So I retired early mm. because I just wanted to tell my story. And I started writing short stories of the events of my life, but soon learned that the whole story must must be told for anyone to understand it and who the characters were and give it some background information so it made sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I told mm. my neighbor about my about what I wanted to do, and um, I know as soon as I got the words out of my mouth when she offered to edit it for me. And yeah. she was a retired... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you can't <laughs> stop a moving train. <laughs> exactly. Um, wow. Yeah. She was a retired English professor, and um, uh, she, without her expertise and help, this book would have not happened, so I owe her a debt of gratitude. But it took me six years. I started in 2005. It took me six years till it was actually um, published into a form of a book. Um, I never thought it would actually be published. I was doing this for my own information, and for my own healing and um, to share with others. Mm. You know, so many people go through this abuse and they run from one situation to the other. You know, what is the audience? What is your target audience for this book? Um, Anyone who's been affected by alcoholism and or domestic violence or knows someone who has and is interested how I navigated through it all in my attempts to survive and heal from the extreme trauma I had endured. It is my message of hope to others. Mm-hmm. Wow. It is my hope that, that those who are in abusive situations will no longer be willing to tolerate a life that diminishes them rather than seek a life that lifts and nurtures them. Mm-hmm. That's, it's amazing that you came out and the way you did on the other side, you know, oh, with absolutely. hope and, you know. Absolutely. Uh, how did you do that? Uh, I did it through, I did it through um, surrendering my life to Christ. That was where it started. And 
um, uh, letting go of of where I had been and um, not no longer believing in the messages I'd been given all my life by my parents and um, removing them from my life. I removed I removed the whole family <laughs> from my life because they kept feeding me this nonsense that I no longer believed. Wow, and, that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was it was a traumatic event for me. It went from uh one day not knowing and the next day starting to know. And the process went on and and the, this truth just kept coming into my conscience and feeding me, feeding me truth. And I was wow. reacting to this. I mean, this was this was the true healing process for me. Uh, out mm-hmm. of the darkness and into the light and opening my eyes so that I could see clearly and that I could make decisions based on um, truth rather than what I had been programmed to believe. Mm-hmm. Now, you're married happily now. You have grandkids and, and all that. But going uh, back into your situ- you know, going back into your situation, I mean, psychologically speaking, the process to come out and not fall back into that situation. It, it must have been really, really an eye-opening thing to see that you repeated yourself, just like your parents did. The truth was so strong in me and the awareness of it that I was never going back. Mm-hmm. And they tried their best to suck me back in, and I, I just was not going there. I had found a better life. I had mm. found a life that worked for me, and I was not going back into sucked back into where I had come from after years of feeling defeated, helpless, physically and emotionally mistreated. Uh, the healing process had begun for me, and truth became reality, and my life changed so intensely that I knew I was left. Wow. Lifted out of the darkness with the ability mm-hmm. to move forward. So you can't move forward until you find this place of truth. You can't move forward. You're stuck in the, in, the, in the past. You're stuck there. And this lifted me out of that darkness because it told me that what I'd been told was not correct. And now I knew mm-hmm. it was correct, you know. So I knew I was no longer living off the wrong messages I had been programmed to believe. So I removed all those people from my life and moved forward. And that was when mm-hmm. my real life awareness of my life had begun. And I certainly was never going back. <laughs> and I never have well, in all I these just... years. I, I am very happily well. married. Uh, I've been married now for 34 years. And um, I have three, uh, had three children. I lost my middle one uh, to the opioid epidemic. And so uh, but my, ch- my children are thriving. They do very well in what they do. I have grandchildren. I mean, I have a life that um, a lot of people will never find. And I'm so just completely grateful because of where I came from and where I am today. It's just like a 180-degree turn. Right. Now, you know, being that you have come out of 
of such a, a a whirlwind of a life, you know. Right. Into into the light. What what are you, what are your what are your happinesses now? What is your joy now compared oh, to what a, it was then? Yeah, I have a fabulous life. Um, I have a great husband. I mean, we travel. We we do things. We um, we bowl together. You know, we just have a you know we have things that we do together. Um, it's just relaxing and trusting. And um, uh, we have friendships, people we do things mm-hmm. with. Um, it's just a very fulfilling life. Um, what did it take for you to get your trust back? That's the biggest thing I think it. You know, I've been around people uh, who have been molested, who have gone through alcoholic parents like yourself and, and, mis- and just just all kinds of different things, drugs, mm-hmm. Uh the trust issue that that's a big thing to trust it again. is it is it is but once i found the truth i knew that i had received what nothing in this world could give me ever hmm. once i received that and that's what i banked my life on that i trusted what was coming into my conscience that it was the right thing and the power of of christ in my life was that I depended totally on him, mm-hmm. and I trusted him. And when he brought this man into my life, when he brought this man uh-huh. into my life, I knew he was right for me, and mm-hmm. I, he was somebody I could trust because it was okay. it was initiated through the power of God's will. Mm. This pivotal moment in your life. I I am so curious about that because it seems like you went from one consciousness and it was like, boom, just overnight upgrade overnight. Right. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. Tell me, was it, did you go to sleep and you wake up and it's just boom? Or was it a moment in time where you realized? What I was doing at the time at the time, I was single. I was running around with my girlfriends to the bars. We were hanging out. We were what we called having fun. And, um, you know, the trauma that happened to me was that I lost my childhood because I was always expected to be an adult. So you can't be an adult first. You have to be a child first. That's just mm-hmm. the way we're, we're created to be. Well, I was programmed to be a, an adult first instead of a child. And so I lost my childhood. Well, then all of a sudden, I start going back into childhood to relive this. And so I'm reliving my childhood, but like a teenager, you know, going out with your girlfriends and dancing and, you know, having fun. And this is what children do. This is what teenagers do. So I. I resorted back to my childhood, but of course I don't know any of this. This is just Mm -hmm. what's going on in my mind. I'm not real. I'm in denial. I'm in big time denial, and I'm just following the crowd and going along with what um, I needed to do to get out of this. But that process was part of it, and I needed I needed to go through that process. So all of a sudden, one day, and, and in the process, I, I 
neglect my children. I neglect everything because this takes front and center for me. You know, this mm-hmm. thing of having fun. And um, then one day I wake up and I think, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? You have no reason to do this. You know, you have everything that you need. Why are you doing this? And I started questioning myself. I started looking at myself and saying, what What is wrong with you? You know, all of a sudden this, this thought came into my thought process. And it was like the next day I get up and I'm no longer doing this. And my girlfriends are all calling, and they're saying, well, why don't you want to go out with us? I said, I don't know why. I just don't. <laughs> it, was, mm. it was just, you know, from, from, from one place to the other overnight is what happened to me. And um, it was a miraculous transformation. I mean, I was in awe of it. I just thought, there's no way I can reject this. This is coming to me. And I feel so wonderful. It's like I was walking on a cloud. Uh, truth wow. coming into my con. It was, yeah, an amazing transformation. And why it wow. happened to me like that, I don't know. It just did. But I went from being a teenager at that point to becoming the adult. That was the transformation within me. And out of denial. Out of denial. Oh denial my is gosh. so... Yeah, denial is so powerful. It really is. It's unconscious, and you do not know it. Yeah. So when, yeah. So it Go was ahead. part of my it was part of my healing process. That's you know, it just all these events had to happen the way they did for me to be where I am today. Uh huh. Wow. You know, I have put your book on our suggested readers uh, list on our uh, Amazon account, and I will definitely get that link up to you. It's already okay. there, you guys. All you guys have to do, you know how to do it. You know, all my listeners know what to do. You copy and paste that into your browser and go ahead and check out that book. You know, when it comes to your life and helping people now and 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 looking back and grabbing those pieces of your life to help someone that may be going through or gone through, does it affect you in an emotional way? And, and how do you use that experience to help people? Um, I mentor, I mentor others. Mm. And yeah. And um, because I've done a lot of studying because I was so interested in how this happened to me, how all this happened to me. So I went back and I started studying and I got into the programs. I got into the Al-Anon. I got into, you know, those are all how you learn how to how to be a functional person. And mm-hmm. um, um, I went, even when I, uh, and I led groups. I was in groups where I was leading groups of people. And um, then, like today, now, um, I, I always have somebody in my life that I'm entering. Wow. You know, I am I am such an admirer of your. Uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna call it your switch. It was like <laughs> it, it right. was it, it was. was like a switch. <laughs> it was. Wow. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, oh. it, 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 when I looked at it, I think I just wish that for everybody who 
who struggles with these issues, that the same process would happen to them because it was so miraculous and so out of nowhere that I, I, can't, I can't even describe the feelings that went on within me. Uh, there's just no words to, to bring it out. I did the best in my book that I could, you know. Um, the one thing was my healing process. Part of it was um, writing the book was a healing process for me because a lot of things that um, I told about, I didn't really, I wasn't yet even aware of myself. And um, the power, the real power is in the telling, for the one telling as well as the listener. When you tell it, it loses its power over you. It brings the abuse out of hiding and into the light. It gives you permission to move forward and not stay stuck in the past. That is the power mm-hmm. of telling. And so, you know, a lot of people are afraid to tell, but that's how you start healing. You start healing by telling. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm just, I thank you so much for being on the show. You're such a, a, a strong person to now I'm going to go into it because I know a lot of people are probably thinking wait a minute yeah you can't just you can't just get off the show without asking her this one question how did you do it how did you cut out your family the one the the you know it's like okay yeah most people keep keep family at a distance you know yeah they hurt me I'm just gonna I'm gonna be there but I'm not gonna be there but you're not gonna be there how did you do that right right I just I just decided that I could not live a healthy life with them in it. Mm. It just was because they would keep trying to pull me back, see, and I, I wasn't going back. And it would it would be a major conflict, a major conflict. And I wasn't going to mm. risk it. I was not going to risk that. I love you. I love you. You're just an amazing person. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you're an amazing person. You know, you're strong and you're amazing and, and you broke the cycle. How, I mean, if you, have you ever thought about people who can't break the cycle and and, and why? Well, I mean, do you, do you, do you, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never talked to anybody about this, but breaking a cycle like that, I mean, what what do people do? you know, to break that cycle. For my listeners out there, you guys, you, you may know someone who's being abused. Your neighbor is getting getting abused every night, and you're not saying anything. You know, the, the hardest part and the most dangerous part of leaving the situation is when they leave the situation. That's the most right. dangerous part of it, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to my listeners today, and, and maybe you could give them some advice on, you know, how to get out of this. You start by prayer. You start asking God to help you. And you do this every day. You do this, um, you just do it. It's, it's your way out. It's the beginning of your way out. You start by asking him to help you. You start by communicating with him. You read the Bible. You, this, this is the power that will overcome your situation you're in. And it doesn't, none of it makes sense. It's not black and white. It doesn't make sense, but it works. And you want to go for what works. So you start seeking God in your life. You keep seeking him. He's in all of us. We're not all aware that he's there, but he is. 
and you start seeking him, and as you seek him, your life will slowly change. You will make changes. You pray. You ask for his guidance, for his help, for truth, and he will he will come through for you. Wow. You know, you said a word there that uh, really touched me. I've been, I, I'm an avid listener of audiobooks. I love books, but I don't really have time to sit down. So in my car or on my phone or things like that, I listened to a book. And this morning I listened to R.H.J. Uh, and it is narrated by uh, Mitch Howitz. And the book is called It Works. <laughs> Uh huh. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's yeah. And it's if you've ever heard of it, it's about a gentleman who says you need to pray, you need to write things down, you need to believe in the power of you know that's what's in you. And and if you write it down every day, if you think about it every day, if you purposely you know read it every day out loud, it you it's like you have this homing mechanism in your body that will guide you directly toward it and that's exactly what happened with you my gosh charlotte thank you so much for being on the show is there anything that we left out today that you like to tell the listeners i wanted to tell you about um my book is dedicated to my brother bart yes and yeah and um he was the first drummer in springsteen's band oh my gosh yes and um um, his his way out, his way of escape at the time was to join the Marines when the Vietnam War was in progress and it cost him his life mm. at the age of 19. See, we lived in Freehold, uh. New Jersey, and he and Springsteen were friends. They were just getting their I'm band so together sorry. and used to practice in the living room of our duplex. They would just move I'm all the so furniture sorry. to one side of the room. Oh, no, it was sad. It was sad that the, that's the one thing... Um, um, besides my own son, uh, is that, you know, the scar remains. But they would move all the furniture to one side of the room and set up their equipment. Only in our house could you do that because nobody cared what you did. So, mm-hmm. so, so they named their band the Castiles, and that was the first name of the band when they were teenagers. Um mm-hmm. The neighbor on the other side of the duplex came over to complain about the noise the boys had invited them in and asked him if he would give them his opinion on how they sounded. The neighbor was Tex Gordon Vineyard, that was um, who became their manager. And my brother Bart's picture is on page 25 in Springsteen's book, Born to Run. Bart stands holding the drumsticks. Wow. I'm so sorry to hear that. I know, wow. I know, it, yeah, it was a tremendous loss, but, you know, all these losses in me have added up to gratitude. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I they, definitely, go ahead. Go ahead, I was listening to you. I said, I, I definitely, you know, it's it's something that, it, it's, it's tragic. When people run, in the wrong direction or trying right. to get away from something and it's just not the right fit, but because it's right. just a place to go and get away, um, right. it can, end, it can end up, you know, being the wrong, the wrong solution. But, you know, right. at least the memory of your brother uh, is still with you and, and his love oh, yes. and his oh, affection yes. for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can't crush that. Um, right. You know, my book is my book is very different in the fact that it happened before there was any help for children in our in our situation. 
Also, when mm. I married and left home in New Jersey, I moved to Georgia and endured mm-hmm. spousal abuse. I was raped, assaulted, verbally, emotionally demeaned by my husband. I had three small children, nowhere to turn. I went to God. That's where I went. You know? mm-hmm. And there was there was no protection. Wow. Not, there was not, what he did to me was not against the law. Domestic violence was not recognized as needing any laws or protection. There were no 800 numbers. Therefore, I had known to tell what was happening to me. And much progress has been made today for victims of domestic violence. But more needs to be done. Yeah, I agree. With I it, agree. The problem with it is the fear that people have of coming out and admitting and telling and, you know, that that trauma that goes on within people and they stay and they think that it's going to get better and it's not. Right. You know? It doesn't get better. No, it doesn't. It, does it not only get gets better. worse. Yeah. And you, and you get older. Yeah, you get older, and the older you get, you think, oh, I'm too old. I can't get out now, you know. None of that's true. The sooner you can get out, the better you are. The more you'll, the quicker Mm -hmm. you'll heal. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, Charlotte, wow. Now, you know, where can people get this book? I know I put the book up on uh, Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Yaya Diamond, you guys, can, there's a link right there in my suggested reading list. Uh, so that's the easiest way you guys can get it, uh, which is just shop Yaya Diamond, Amazon. Or you can go to Facebook, um, and I did put uh, your link up there, Charlotte, so that people can actually copy yeah. and paste that into their browser. Where else are, can people reach you? You can go, you can just go into www.storyofcharlene.com. And this confusion about my first name is because my parents named me one thing, called me something else. So I only knew my name was Charlene um, until I was 15 years old. I went to get a job and needed my birth certificate and found out when I was 15 that they had named me Charlotte instead of Charlene. Yeah. So, um, uh, they can go into dot storyofcharlene.com and there will be three little dots up in the right hand corner and one is Facebook, one is um, uh, Tumblr and one is Twitter and they can click onto those and they will see um, they will see all the pictures and there's more pictures and there's more um, writing in there you know little things about the book in there and um, there's also the dedication to my brother Bart and his picture in his uh, Marine uniform. Okay. So, so those wow. things um, will help people to um, decide whether they want to dive into it and <laughs> find out the whole story. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I thank you so much, Charlotte, for being on the show and for bringing your story. And you guys, please uh, check her out on Facebook and like her page and go ahead and check out the book. And, again, thank you so much. It's been such thank a wonderful you. interview. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, my thank gosh. Thank you. I enjoyed You're it. An am- <laughs> oh, I did, too. You're an amazing person. Keep smiling because I can, I can feel your warmth over here and your love. Thank you again so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.
you can do it, guys. You can get out of abuse. Uh, you know, the the hardest part and the most dangerous part of leaving abuse is when you decide that you're leaving. Um, I would get with secretly, get with a counselor that can tell you how to leave. I'm not a counselor of abuse. I'm not going to tell you what to do and how to leave. But I am going to say that's going to be the most dangerous part of it all is getting away. So find someone who can help you. You know, someone in secret that will keep your secret and will help you to get out of your situation and how to get out. This has been a special interview with me with and Charlotte uh, Lover. She was uh, abused as a child and then got into a marriage and was abused. You know, we all have something that we have to get away from. If you have a switch, like Charlotte, use it. If you don't, find someone who can help you. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. This was, this was, this was wow, what an interview. What a show. Thank you guys so much. Share the show. And, uh, and just, uh, be open and help others. Until later on, tomorrow night, 8, 8 p.m., no more time. All right? You guys dare to be different. Bye. Oh, the magic will never fade away. As long as we keep doing things this way, we can tell. Visit our exciting adventure club at www.duckymaze.com. Pinky and Todd will be waiting there for you with their entertaining adventures, as well as their home and garden merchandises for you to view. Enjoy our amazing home and garden website at www.duckymaze.com. <laughs>